Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan. I'm Mark Whitman. And this is the podcast the entire world has been waiting on, I believe. First of all, Mark, how you doing, my brother? Hey, good. You, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I am, uh, you know, semi-quarantined. Uh, our, let me ask you this. So, the last couple of days, you know, the governor's got on TV, Governor McMaster. Uh-huh. And he keeps saying, hey, we're going to shut these businesses. And I'm like, bro, these businesses are already shut around here. And I just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I think you just summed it up. I'm not sure they do either. Right. And I, you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest, okay? For the most part, I'm okay with that. I just want I just want somebody to do a press conference where they're like, hey, what about? And they just say, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. We don't know. Like, I don't Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to hear just like a coherent, you know, uh, just anything, really. I'm not, you know. We ain't getting into politics. <laughs> no, no, no. I do think, I, I think, you know, how some things. How do you prepare for? You know. Yeah. And, and if you if you don't respond fast enough, then that's what they say. You didn't respond fast enough, and then if you start responding. They say, why are you overreacting? You know what I mean? It's a no-win. Politically, it's a no-win situation for everybody. Uh, Because, like like you just said, you do too much, you're in trouble. If you don't do enough, you're in trouble. And I think it'll be, you know, it'll be years before we truly know what happened. And, oh, well, we should have done this. Because here, I mean, again, I, I, I don't... I don't want to get political. Well, let's just not go there. I'm just saying. Well, I don't think it's getting political to say, you know. But like, there's a lot of there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking going on. Well, it's like at the end of January, President Trump wanted to shut off uh, travel from China, and people right. called him racist for that. Right. And you can't, on one hand, say, "Hey, you didn't do enough." But what you did try to do, we thought that was... I don't know, man. It's so confusing. Speaking of confusing... Yeah. Let's we'll talk get, about it. We'll, once we get all the good stuff out, we'll talk about that when we're not recording. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Mark, I'm on Netflix uh, maybe a week or so ago. Uh-huh. And this new image starts popping up. And then I start seeing memes. And then I start seeing the hashtag. And I'm like, what is Tiger King? And little did I know <laughs> that such an innocent question would change my life. I know. Well, oh, man. How awesome is that show? Like, everybody's taking it. was like, it really is like a perfect storm of a lot of people being at home and and then you get this outrageous looking character that pops up on, cause I saw it 
like a month or two ago, I saw a preview for it. Oh. It just was, and I knew immediately this is the show I've been waiting for. Yeah, I I didn't expect it to take off like it has, but I definitely knew I was watching it when I saw the trailer for it a month or two ago. I think you, you talked about you know you talk about kind of looking back, and I think that people will look back on this and say, okay. What was the marketing strategy for this? I mean, it was just a perfect storm. I mean, everybody's at home. Yeah. You got, I mean, like I said, company. you got this outrageous, you got like, you know, this combination of Joe Dirt and Diamond Dallas Page and <laughs> the Crocodile Hunter, and, and you know what I mean? And they've yeah. all, and he's, he's come to life in this one guy, you know, and then you find out he's not a very good human being. And then you start to realize none of these people are really good human beings. Yeah, so... Um, or at least they were not portrayed as such by the filmmakers. Right, and uh, I I think you go into this... Well, first of all, it, it feels like the, the documentary makers... Not the what? The, the, the document... The whatever they're called, the filmmakers, <laughs> documentary... That they start off and they're just trying to die. Like, they have no idea that it's going to go the way it goes. Yeah, just think about, just very from the very start, there's a guy that's shooting a reality show in his little privately owned zoo, right? And then he brings another crew in to film him filming the reality show and then there's a third crew filming the documentary crew that's filming the crew just that that alone the levels of of cameras that were around we should have a lot more footage than we do let me tell you I I would pay let me, I would pay the price of my Netflix subscription a month just for them to go through and, and just release it by day. Okay, this is uh, April the 4th, uh, 2015. Just throw yeah. that whole day up there. Pick but the I was like, I'm watching this thing. I'm trying to figure out where all this footage comes from, man. Right. I know that evidently Joe was shooting his own footage, and like I said, and then they were shooting him shooting footage, the guy with the hat, he yeah. was shooting him that was smoking and drinking coffee. But there was a third documentary crew too, right? Yeah, that was the Netflix what people. Were, what were they filmed? Must have started out, they were just doing a documentary about these big cat owners. Yes. yes. And then they realized that they stumbled upon a gold mine. Right, right. You know, most of the time, like, okay, Let's relate this to wrestling a little bit. Sometimes in wrestling, a popular wrestler will be someone that you can relate to. A Dusty Rhodes. Someone who represents the common man. Someone who, man, he was poor like me. Man, he had to fight up from nothing like me. And then there's Andre the Giant. Who is, you're attracted to him because he's not anything. Like what right. you've ever seen, and I and think, then, and then there's Marco Stunt, and, and that's who Joe Exotic is. That's right. Well, here I I don't even know that I would say that. This whole documentary is full of people 
a lot of like most of the time you watch a documentary is like, oh yeah, I know somebody like this. Let me tell you, there ain't nobody on this documentary I know anybody like. No, you're correct, man. You're right because there's, I mean, that's that's pretty much a fact. I think anybody that handles exotic animals like that on that big a scale, they have a, a most of them have massive egos. Yeah, and that's what a lot of it is. It's an ego thing for them that they're around, whether it be poisonous snakes or yeah. tigers or whatever. When they're around that stuff, a lot of it is an ego trip, anyway. Yeah. And none of them seem to be all there in the head. Uh, you know and, what? That you, I think if I had to sum up my review of Tiger King, I would use that sentence: none of none of them seem right in the head. <laughs> and then, can you imagine? Like, life is stressful enough, right? Yeah. So, imagine you're already this egomaniac who who ain't right in the head. And then you add the regular anxiety in life that the rest of us, I got to pay my bills, I got to get all this done. And then you surround yourself with literal monsters. <laughs> yeah. That, that at any moment could turn on you and rip your face off. Yeah. Imagine the anxiety level that exists. Yeah, I, in that world. I think, and then you add, evidently, uh, substance abuse to that. Oh to the my gosh! And load and people shooting guns off all the time, and people getting their arms ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would drive anybody crazy? So, and you and these people ain't starting from zero. They already starting at a hundred. Yeah. So I, I have no idea, you know, this podcast is going to be much like Tiger King. It's going to go ramble and go different places. I, let, I do want to say this. Episode one, I'm like, I'm hooked. And then episode two starts off with uh, the girl getting her arm ripped off. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, they're not playing. They're not playing anymore. And then, like, there's just so, as I said to you, I watched it, and then I had to watch it again to, to see, like, what I missed. Yeah. To see. And, like, one of the first things, the funniest, it ain't funny because the girl lost her arm, but the fact that that Joe's first thought was, wait a minute, I got to go get my my bomber jacket with the EMS symbol on the back. Yeah. Like, little stuff like that. Like, that was his first thought. Yeah. I got to go get a jacket that, that'll match the scenario of what's going on here on camera. Can I, let me ask, can I ask you this real quick? In a, in a series that is full of, you're full of crap moments, is uh-huh. there a bigger full of crap moment than when they ask Joe, do you carry that gun because of the animals? No, I carry it because of the humans. Is it? That's, I mean, that's a bunch of bull crap, right? Oh, absolutely, because I watched um, an interview um, last night. David Spade interviewed, I forget, Ken, I think was his name, the producer. Yeah. The guy that's smoking and drinking coffee, that guy with the hat, everybody yeah. knows. Ken Lowe, maybe. Yeah. Or, no, not Jeff Lowe was the douchey guy. Ken, whatever. I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said that, you know, we're kind of jumping around that there was there was footage of Joe taking his gun out and shooting a tiger just because he didn't like the tiger. Oh wow! 
and they had footage of this lady who uh, brought them a horse because she couldn't she couldn't afford to keep the horse up anymore. And he told her they would take the horse and give it a good home. And as soon as she got out of sight, he pulled out his gun and killed the horse and drug it in there and fed his tigers with. Wow. Yeah, he was, I mean, according to, to, to that producer, like he was a terrible human being. According to everything I saw, of course, you can edit everything to make anybody. Oh, right. yeah. But I'm telling you, uh, where do you, I mean, where do you even want to start? I think you just gotta. I don't even know. I want to start. I want to give uh, our friend Carrie credit because he described him better than anybody else ever has. It answered the. This is from not. This is not from me. This was Carrie. It answers the question: What would happen if a pair of Zubaz pants became sense? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, man. That's so true. I. I think. You, you said this earlier. There's no heroes in this whole series. There's no, there's no good guys. There's no bad guys. This is like AEW wrestling. There's no uh, heels well, or baby faces. You know who I, I did kind of. I mean, I think uh, the guy with, the, with long hair, right. Cody, maybe is his name. The doctor. Uh, no, not the doctor. The guy with the long hair. The guy you're talking about, the guy in South Carolina, Doc. Oh, you're talking, talking about, about the guy that worked at Joe's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. clearly has some. I kind of liked him. Like, I think he was a pretty. He seemed like a guy whose life had fallen apart. To be honest with you, right. but he was. Uh, but he was trying to get his stuff together. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he found right. something that, like he could. You know, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but like I thought he was like. Well, I thought the girl that got her arm was for. I thought she was like. Well, she was, was the very end. She had like one of the most poignant commentary on the whole thing when she talked about um, the the ironic the irony of all these people who started out wanting what was best for animals, and they were these huge advocates for animals. But at the end of the day, no animals were helped at all by these people. No, oh, that's so true. That's so true. I do think you're right. I think one of the things that that Joe did is he I think he did he helped people who who were struggling who but he I don't know that he did that out of the goodness of his heart he did it because he could control those people and he he yeah. he breeded such loyalty from his crew that even that at the end the guy who was like the manager was like he was kind of realizing, man, I'm thinking about how much I've covered up for this guy and yeah. what have I done with my life? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people like that always leave a lot of collateral damage in their wake. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, just, um, so yeah, I, the thing is like, as, as outrageous as this show is and, as outrageous as all these people are, like when you really sit back and think about it, it's a really there's a lot of darkness. Oh goodness, story, yes. You know, there. I mean, we are we are looking at it. it they've only scratched the surface of the darkness. They really didn't get into. I mean, they kind of skipped over the drugs. 
Like I'm looking at a guy who doesn't yeah. have any teeth. He's got meth mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they talked about it, but not like they didn't. Yeah, I was really surprised that they didn't go deeper into detail about. Like, clearly he was using drugs to get sexual favors out of these young guys. You know what I mean? That's right. Bizarre stuff, man. Bizarre. Oh, there's so many. God, like, even the fact that Shaquille O'Neal's in this thing. Yes. Well, you know, that's where The Undertaker was last week, taking pictures of some tigers, was in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, it's crazy. I think think the guy in South Carolina, he's pretty, I think he tries well. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm not saying he's a good, he's clearly got some stuff going on there, too. Yes. As far as, you know, with all these ladies around, but. Uh, but hey, I mean, I can't—you can't fault him for that, you know. <laughs> I mean, really and truly, how can you say? Well, they—they're, you know what I mean. They're cool with it. So um, the question. So I have—I have so many questions, Mark. Oh, I so, do too. Here, so here's my first question. Okay, if if we would all if we would get fifty people in a room, and we would all agree. You know what? These some of these animals are endangered, and we need more of them. Well, wouldn't the way you get more of them be to breed these animals? Like that's how you get more of any kind of creature is right. breed it, right? Yeah. So if that's now, obviously, not in the way that it's done on Tiger King, but I kind of feel like you can't say. We need to do something for these endangered animals, but you can't breed them. Like I, I want right. to, I want I'd love to see us figure that out. Can we get? Yeah, on? I don't. I mean, you know, you have to. Ecosystems are delicately balanced, man. This is very true. And, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you see it in other places, man. Just you know, there might only be a. A hundred tigers in an area. That don't mean we need to go introduce a hundred more. That's right. Because because what happened? I mean, you don't know what would happen if you did that. So I'm sure it's probably not as easy as just well, we got all these baby tigers. Let's just send them over to to Asia and drop them off where the tigers' habitat is at. I mean, it may it may sustain the number of tigers that it has in it. Well, I think we do know what would happen, and it's portrayed in uh, another great documentary, uh, The Lion King. When Scar takes over, we see what happens when there are too many animals. Uh, I, 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 I do think you're totally, I, I think you're absolutely correct with that. Uh, I mean, you can't, uh, this is, it's just so many ethical questions in this story. Yeah. And the, we haven't even touched on this character yet. Here's Carol. Oh, God. And from the jump, like, from the very beginning, I realized, wait a minute. This lady wants all the tigers for herself. She just doesn't want anybody else to have them. She doesn't want anybody else to have them. And she's she's running hers as a nonprofit in much worse conditions. It's like, oh, Joe's got his, and that's bad. Here's mine, and this is, it's like. Oh my! God. And, then, and she would say he's only paying those people a hundred dollars a week to to work on his place, but like he was providing them a place to live and then yeah. you know, she said, "Oh, he's mad. 
And then they switched like the very next scene to show it her, and she wasn't paying the people that work for her anything. They were all volunteers wearing different colored shirts. Oh yeah, you want to talk about marks? Oh, Those people. Oh yes, you work a year and then you get this colored shirt and then you work another year and and the way you could tell there's one lady who's kind of at the she's almost to the last shirt and she's sitting yeah. there talking and as she's talking you kind of see the light bulb go on in her head and she's like what in the heck am I doing? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> like the fact that she would volunteer full time hours. To something that's just going to require more and more and more of you. Now the set. Well, yeah, I just it's just crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody that does that that has that that's going to deal with those animals. They all have a certain magnetism to them, and then they have those animals that they are able to put you in contact with that are that are mystified. What you know. You know what we're what we see in this documentary, and and as I was sitting there saying it and thinking about the T-shirt thing, that that's a cult. That's yeah. a cult of people. Yeah, of course, man. You just not realizing that. No, I think I may. Have, it was late when I was watching this. I haven't binge watched anything in a long time, and I just it's 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 so captivating. Like this is just a. Like, you can't turn away from it. This is the ultimate car crash, this whole show. Oh, it is. It's watching this this guy's life just deteriorate on film. So maybe what would help our conversation is let's just go, let's go character by character. And just okay. kind of talk about their story arc or whatever. Let's, let's save Joe for last. Let's talk about, let's start with Joe's husbands. Uh, okay. John and who's the other kid? Stephen, maybe the young, Maldonado. Yeah, yeah. And then Maldonado. he got another, he got married there at the end. Yeah. So he marries two guys. First of all, how I don't know how that's legal, or I don't know. Uh, I think he he lived in his own world, man. I think he just did what he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I think he actually took Maldonado's name. He may have. I don't know. Like, if you're in your 50s or 40s or 50s and you marry a 19-year-old, wouldn't they take your name? <laughs> well, I mean, who knows what kind of arrangement they had, man. Yeah, you know, you can't put your, uh, your hang-ups on other people, man. Let me, I'll tell you what kind of arrangement they had. Drugs for sex. That was the arrangement. Hey, I'm gonna give you drugs. Clearly, based on how clearly based on how this tragedy ends, that was the situation. Um, I thought one of the most uh, in a series full of despicable acts. I thought one of the most despicable was Joe inviting Maldonado's mother to his next wedding. Which happened two months two months after Maldonado died, and then not inviting anybody but her. And I'll tell you another. There's a there's a show called Eastbound and Down. Yeah. There, there's a scene where Kenny Powers, a friend of his, dies, and he goes to the funeral, and he he just like 
says all these very inappropriate things at this funeral. And I thought, there's not a human being on earth that would actually do something like that at a funeral until I met Joe Exotic. Yes, yes. And and he, I couldn't believe that at a memorial service he would say some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, they was like golden nuggets to that boy. And I just thought, God, like, what would possess you to do that at a funeral? Listen, as someone who often has a complete lack of self-awareness, can I just say I don't feel so bad about that anymore after seeing <laughs> Yeah, but that was like such a tragedy, man, that poor kid. I mean, he yeah. obviously wasn't gay. Um and, 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 you know, getting involved with this guy and, and, and exchanging sexual favors for drugs. And I mean, like that scene when the, when they, you see, he kills himself off yeah. camera, you can clearly see the reaction of, of the guy that he does it in front of. Oh God, that was just like, that was so shocking to me. Like I, I was expecting a lot of things out of that show. That's right. I, I was not expecting. That no. really took me by surprise with that I mean, poor kid. When you talk about a show full of shocking moments, that's the most shocking. And as they're sitting there talking and you realize, oh, it's playing, he's playing with a gun. This is not going to end well. Right. Um, and the music, the way they were playing the music, yeah. just kind of seemed like going to end good. Yeah. Yeah, they launched into the whole deal with that kid. I was like, oh, no, he's going to kill himself. But I did not expect it to happen like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definite tragedy. And then you know, Joe sets up that memorial. They set up that memorial for him. And he's like, every morning I come here and I take a picture of the sky. And I'm like, bro, you, you, you're crazy. Yeah, you think that was the moment that made you think he was crazy? No, no, no. I just want everybody to know that I know. <laughs> like, I cannot overstate on these episodes how much he's crazy. Yeah, it cannot be overstated, man. He is nuts. Um. All right, let's talk about the other husband, John. Uh-huh. Uh, can we? Uh, first of all, what kind of, is it self-confidence or lack of self-awareness that when they say, hey, we're going to come and we're going to interview you for a documentary series. Uh-huh. We're gonna come. He's like, all right, I'm going to wear sweatpants and no shoes and no shirt. Yeah. Like, well, and, and, you know, it takes us, uh, the same with uh, uh, Jeff Lowe's Gal Friday. Whatever his name was, Alan or Al. Which one is Jeff Lowe? That's the the uh, another thing I saw. He's uh, if a he's what if gas station boner pills look like people, it would be Jeff Lowe. Okay. The guy with the do rag and the oh 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 okay got you got you the red guy yeah so so his partner. When they're at his house and they're going, how? Where, where's the best place to do this interview at? He goes, I'm gonna get in the bathtub. 
Oh, yes. You know, just so like yes. these with his cl- with his shirt on and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going, let me get in the bathtub for this part of the <laughs> And it's not even like a nice bathtub. No, no, I it's mean, not it's like a big bathtub. Um, what, all right, let me, we're talking about characters. What does it say that, honestly, the most likable person, though, on the entire show, I just thought about this, the most likable person on the entire show, the only, really the only guy that you could look at and say, he seems halfway normal, is the guy they based Scarface on. No, that's right. Oh, my, yeah. He, he was a normal one. He was the guy that you look at and say, all right, man, if I, you know, if I gotta trust one of these guys, I'm gonna trust him. Yeah, the guy who who went to prison for drugs. Yeah, he's the only person that really come across as likable that owned all these animals. Because he's not. I, I don't know did that if they ever said he he bred animals and sold them, but like he's not letting people pay it. I mean that we know of. He, yeah, it's he, just his own private list. It's just like I'm just doing this for fun. I'm gonna yeah. tell you what, Mark. Uh, I don't know that I'm ever going to be caught on camera with a monkey wearing a diaper hanging out with me. <laughs> I wish I could be. I would love to have a pet monkey. I have a uh, friend who has a pet monkey. and Really? Uh, matter of fact, she's in, if you go in Walmart, you know, they have those books, uh, crazy family pet pictures. And at one point she had six monkeys. And, she lives uh, around here? Yeah, she lives in Oakway. She goes to my church. Would she let me come see one of those monkeys? Well, tragically, they <laughs> they died in a house fire. Her, oh, house, no. her house caught on fire, and that. instead of the monkeys going outside to the cage, they ran inside, and they... But she's, I think they still have one. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think I called your bluff on this monkey thing. I think you just wanted to sound cool. I got a friend who's got monkeys. I'll oh, show you, you, I will show you, you the picture. Do you think that she would let us meet the monkeys? Well, unfortunately, the monkeys. <laughs> the, the six mo- the monkeys in the picture in this book died. Okay. And they have. What kind of monkeys are they? I'm very intrigued by this, man. Oh, uh, yes. I will. Um... I want one. We've talked about buying one, too, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, Where do you buy a monkey? You can get them. I mean, you know, you don't want to know. I can get you a monkey. I can have you a monkey by tomorrow afternoon if you want one. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've looked into it. <laughs> it's not as hard as one might think. But see, I don't want a spider monkey. I want like a chimpanzee. No, you don't. Oh, they mean? No, you don't. Yes, they're... Not on BJ the, the Bear. You've never heard the story of Travis the chimpanzee, evidently. No. No? Yeah, I know that you have. I know that you have, and you just don't remember that you heard the story of Travis the chimpanzee that ripped the the, the owners ripped her um, neighbor's face off. Oh yes, I yeah okay, I didn't know. And the, the, the yeah the nine one one call the t- that terrifying nine one one call. Yeah, they when they get older they get hyper aggressive. They're cool. The, all of them that you see are babies. Yeah, but well, that's kind of like isn't that the thing with all wild animals yeah they're wild animals they're not meant to be kept in captivity uh it's weird man we uh when i think when, when my wife and uh maybe like when we got married we were on our honeymoon 
So this has been, you know, over 20 years ago. We're going up to, uh, we went up to Gatlinburg and used to, you don't really see this anymore um, up there in Cherokee or Gatlinburg, but you would always see the, you know, come feed the bears. Yeah. And you would go in and they would, so we were like, hey, let's go feed a bear, you know? Yeah. And we went in and they gave us, or they didn't give us, they, you know, we bought a loaf of bread. Bought a loaf of bread. This is how they feed the animals, you know? They paid you to come in and throw food to them. And uh, so we bought like a loaf of bread and they led us back in this thing and it was this we were up about 10 feet over looking down at the saddest black bear I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he was in a, just a concrete crypt pretty much, you know, that was, you know, 10 by 10 maybe yeah. with a drain in the middle and a dog house and a rubber tire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like we, like we threw the bread into the, into the bear and it, you know, slowly made its way over it and it, and it ate the bread. And, um, like, we got walked back to the car and just went, like, what we did just now wasn't right. Right, right, right. And, and like, since then, we've been to an aquarium or two, but we can't, we really don't go to zoos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just not, we don't go to SeaWorld. Yeah. When we go down to Disney. It's just, I'm not... I don't know, man. It just ain't for me, man. No, I, I got you. I understand. You know, especially, and I'm not talking about there's some cool zoos out there. Like, yeah. I think like the San Diego Zoo and those kind of places. I think that they're trying to, you know, to, to research animals and learn more about animals. And yeah. I think they inadvertently would have led to the decline of zoos because we just know more about animals. You know. Right. 30 or 40 years ago, it was not uncommon to ride down the road and look in people's backyards and see a dog with a chain around his neck and a spike stuck in the ground. And he lived his life 10 feet away from that spike. Right. You know, and that wasn't uncommon 20, 30 years ago. And we just know more about animals now than we used to. And you realize they got feelings and they got emotions and they're not all the same. You know, and these little roadside zoos like that are kind of sad, man. No, you're yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Um, what I, what also is sad is when you get a tattoo on your navel, <laughs> and then you have to get a tattoo to cover it up, and it's worse than the original. <laughs> it doesn't even it doesn't even completely cover it up. Um, oh, just. Uh, all right, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to accuse anybody of anything that they didn't do. Yeah. But, 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 what do you think? Did she? Did she do it? We're already gonna go there, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at some point, I mean, we can wait. If there's more you want to run down, you want to talk about. You want to talk about the douchebag that stole the zoo. Um. I, I think I think we all save Joe and Carol for for the for the end. So okay. let me final thought on the husband John gets a girl pregnant while he's married to another man. <laughs> yeah, he did get some new teeth. I did see the picture where he got his teeth fixed. Yeah, I saw that too. He said that um, they actually shot a lot of footage of him where he had the teeth. 
they just chose not to use it. Like they just they wanted him to appear the way he appeared. Clearly, can I? I don't, Mark. I don't know a lot about anything, and I especially <laughs> don't know a lot about drugs. I've never done drugs. Uh huh. However, I would make the assumption that it would take more than the normal amount of meth to do that to your mouth. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know what the normal amount is. I don't think there's anything normal about any of those people. <laughs> I'm not doing normal amounts of anything. Um, real quick, let's touch on the third husband. The husband that he meets, and 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 again, you kind of get a glimpse into Joe. Uh, again, it's, it's only two months after Travis. Is that his name? Travis Maldonado. Yeah. It's only two months after he's dead. Joe's going on a date. Uh-uh. I know what you're gonna say. And the way he hooks him is like, "Hey, you want to ride on the? You want to ride with the tigers?" And boom, that that's kid's a, hooked. The way he said that too, man, like that was so creepy to me. Yeah. When he goes, "What you want to date? You want to ride? You want to ride with the tigers?" It was almost like he was talking to a kid. Can I ask you this? He uh-huh. was talking to a kid, Mark. Well, yeah, good point. Good point. I, what kind of person? I'm going to lay this scenario out for you. First date. Limo. Check. Where's this, <laughs> where's this limo going? It's got to be a ride. To a Christmas parade. And not only we're going to a Christmas parade, you got to help set up our float for the Christmas parade. <laughs> yeah, that was a very weird first date, man. <laughs> yeah, that was different. Listen, my first date with Karen was to Applebee's in Seneca. Uh-huh. My first date, my most recent first date was to Panera Bread. I'm a yes. pretty predictable person. <laughs> I ain't never took a one, and you know what? Now I may never have a chance to take a woman on a first date from a limo to a Christmas parade, and I'm a little sad about that. I'm a little sad. <laughs> yeah, he really set the bar high for the rest of us. But this kid is sticking with him, and like yeah. he's he's getting Joe when Joe is broke and Joe doesn't have anything. Um, is he, is he though? What do you mean? How do we know that Joe doesn't have some money? I don't. I don't know that he ever had money through this whole thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. If you're telling me, I don't know, man. I just don't. I, yeah. I don't know. I bet he's got more money than you think. I bet he can't spend of it right any of it right now. I mean. But he said none of it was in his name. Right. It must have all been in his mom's name, so when the crap hit the fan, she kind of had to take the fall on a lot of that. I know. Isn't that sad? That always seemed to be the case with a lot of people, though. That's crazy. Um, okay, let's um, let's group these people together. Not uh, Let's talk about Joe's uh, zoo staff. Saffy... Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry I don't remember these people's names right now. We'll go with Safi, the long-haired guy, and the guy with no legs. Those are the three <laughs> characters to discuss. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you, you mentioned the uh, long-haired guy. Here's a guy, gets out of prison. He's grateful for the opportunity. He's doing something he likes. You mentioned earlier that Joe's giving him housing and da-da-da-da-da, food. I'm gonna I'm gonna question well, this. I don't know about food. Hey, well, they were eating the dang meat off the Walmart truck. So was everybody who bought pizza at that place. <laughs> Let me ask you this: I some of those places they were living. Pretty much every house, other than Carol's, portrayed in this. I'm like, oh my word. Yeah. What in the world? Except for the one that uh, Jeff Lowe was living in. The one that he was renting? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was pretty. But to me, of this whole story, like, Joe's staff, all of them, just seemed... They they really believe that they're doing right by these animals because that's what Joe has told them. That's right. And and I think they're just trying to do the right. I mean, they're trying their best to take care of these animals. And, um, yeah, no doubt. And the guy that's managing things, he's trying to. And, and they're all thinking, you know, if Joe goes down, what's going to happen to all these animals? And so they got to protect Joe. And if Joe goes down, what's going to happen to me? He's, what's going to happen to me? That's right. What happens to me if they shut this place down and now I don't have a place to live? And I'm... <clears throat> yeah, and they love those animals. And yeah. they get it. I'm sure, I bet you every single one of them had a favorite tiger. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's sad, man. I mean, it's... How do you keep 227 tigers straight? Like, how do you know which one is Marco and when one, which one is Timmy? Yeah, that's a good point. Can we just say, and maybe Carrie mentioned this on Twitter, I think what, you could have done a whole documentary on the Dotsons running around with the Tigers and the Lions. Yeah, I like, think they did. I think there was something about that a few years back. I mean, I was disappointed that that was not delved into deeper on this series. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is that? What is that? Dots is hanging around, calling at this lion, and the lion not doing anything about it. Let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> I was just so, I was like, wait a minute, this dude is in the lion cage, and these dogs are just chilling. They were all a little bit too relaxed around those big cats for me, for my taste, to be yes. honest with you. I was yes. thinking I would, golly, I mean, I wouldn't trust one of them things. Well, here, well, here's what we are not seeing, okay? We're just seeing that one shot of the guy in there with the dogs, with the lion. But he, that, we're looking, we're talking about a decade-long relationship. Between that guy and the lion and the dogs and the lion. I don't care. Decades <laughs> or not, those will, them animals will turn on you. No, I, no you're, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. Um, I think you can maybe, you can condition them to accept human beings. But, you know, you can't, you'll notice it, man. You can't turn your back on one of them cats. No, no. There were several shots. 
where somebody somebody they come running up behind somebody and jump on them and you just can't turn your back on them you can't let them get behind you you can't show, evidently you can't you better not stumble and fall right because right. oh. I mean, it just triggers their their predators, man. They're monsters. We got we worried about all these mythological monsters. There are real monsters on the earth, man. Yeah, polar bears and grizzly bears and tigers and lions and cheetahs and they they're monsters, man. And crocodiles, crocodiles, great white sharks, man. We got them. My we don't have to make them up. My friend posted a picture. She lives down in uh, the lower part of the state, and there's a dang alligator living in the pond behind her house. I believe it. And I'm like, huh, I, yeah, I was down in uh, Orlando uh, a couple of weeks, about, about a month ago, and the, I was visiting a friend, and I said, man, you ever go swim out here? He's like, oh, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, why? He's like, when I first moved down here, I went to my friend's house, jumped in his water, and he said, get out of there right now. He said, in Florida, if it's, if it's uh, big enough to be a mud puddle, it's big enough for an alligator. Yeah, I was swimming one time in Florida, and we kind of realized that, you know? Yeah. We were, a couple of us had gone camping, and we'd been out in the woods for a few days and come, and stumbled upon a pond in the woods, you know, yeah. and jumped in because it looked like, hey, cool, it was nice. And then all of a sudden, it just became this reality to us. We got to get out of this water. <laughs> you know, I mean, you never seen people coming out of the water so fast. Like, all it took was somebody bringing it up. Hey, did Think there could be any alligator, <laughs> and you realize you're, yeah, there probably could. Oh man, um, but yeah, I, those are the people I felt the worst for, and I know the manager, he left, but and I don't think Sappy works there anymore. But did the long-haired guy is he still working for, for the new owners? I, I did not get the impression that he was. Yeah. I kind of felt like you know. I would think if you had a place like that, you would almost have to clean house because you know they're going to be loyal to Joe. Right, right. You know, you're going to have to bring your own people in. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Jeff Lowe come across as a, as a scumbag type of guy. Yeah. Um, they, he was portrayed that way. Uh, whether he is or not, I don't know. Um but he did strike me as the type of guy that would have resources to hire different, I mean, a different type of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he would, he would maybe want to use, uh, I don't, I don't know how to. Can't, okay. Well, let me stop you right there. All right. So Jeff Lowe, allegedly very wealthy. He could hire, and you just said it, he could hire anybody he wants to. And so I hear you say that, and I would say to you, let's check out his right-hand man. Well, no, you're right. I mean, he's that's his do-dirt guy, though. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, I mean, he was portrayed as being a very sketchy individual. Yes. And Jeff Lowe, to me, is the, was the most relatable person on the show because <laughs> every, really? but, but so you, no, in this, you can relate to the rich guy no, no, no. Who's, a, who's a swinger. Yeah, no, no, no. But we all know But we all know somebody who wants you to think they have more money than they actually do. That's true. That's true. We all know somebody like somebody who dry, who 
lives way beyond their means and but makes you think, man, they must have money. No, they're just kind of leveraged to the hilt, you know, and not a lot. And you know that there's some sketchy stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, oh, yeah, I think he's definitely, you could tell everybody that he entered into any type of partnership with, it always wound up falling apart over money. They must have not, they must have just finished filming this documentary because at the end of it, he's talking about, you know, his wife's pregnant, they're getting a nanny, and then like just last week, he posted a picture of the ba- the nanny holding the baby. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just wrapped up recently. Yeah, he, uh, I would, I don't, man, I don't think he knows what he's getting into. He knows? I mean, I, what I mean is, dude, this is like, I mean, this, you're talking about taking care of 200 plus big cats. Like, I wonder if their new zoo has opened. No, I don't think it has. Um, I just watched something about it. Like, well, I, still... I, bet, I bet it ain't open now, because ain't nothing open now. Yeah, that's true. And, that, you know, and that begs the question with places like that, with something like going on with this coronavirus, they, they sort of rely on, when they said it on the show, their summer months, that's what they rely on. Yeah. When people are out coming in and spending their money at places like that, you know, what happens to those tigers when there's no money coming in to feed them? That's what worries me with those unscrupulous people. Well, if you're in that situation, uh, don't make your wife mad if the tigers are hungry. Well, that's a fact. Man, let's just jump into it. You know, let's just Carol Baskin. Thoughts uh-huh. this woman. She uh, <laughs> saw something that said, when I heard her say, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, I knew I wasn't going to like her. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, she's the craziest person on the whole show. So she's just walking down the street. This guy picks her up. Yeah. She gets in the car with him, and they go to a motel and have sex. Brother, they got a word for women like that. Well, you know, it, uh, <laughs> when I, I was reading some stuff online, and something said that they didn't have sex that first night. Well, either way. Right, right. Craziness. In the eyes of the law, all there has to do is be an opportunity there for you to say it. So if you go to if you get the if, if you and a woman go to a hotel together and spend the night in a hotel room, yeah. In the eyes of the law, yeah. If you're if if you're married, yeah. In the eyes of the law, you had the opportunity, and that's all that was required to prove that you did it. I got you. I got you. Maybe Carrie can correct me on that, but that's the way I've, I've understood it. Because I got a buddy who's a private investigator, and he was just telling me that the other day. The. Uh... Her first husband was a, I was very surprised at how, well, his, his, his first wife and kids, they weren't really defending him, but boy, they sure didn't like that other lady, and I don't, I don't much blame them. 
Well, I get the, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? I, I understand that. Especially if he was rich. Uh, yeah, and you're not getting any of the money. You know, he's done, you know, run off and leave your life in ruins for some younger girl that he just picked up on the side of the road. Yeah, um, yeah. And then all of a sudden your life's in, in ruins and, and then he's gone and you didn't get anything and you're probably used to certain things. And, uh, yeah. So did she do it? What do, you, what do you think happened? Here's one thing I know about Carol Baskins based on that show. Yeah. She'll straight up, she'll straight up sue you for saying anything wrong, wrong about her. Yeah. So I ain't saying she did it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, yeah, she said on the show when the when the 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 lion or the tiger attacked Joe, she said, "You don't get a tiger to attack somebody <laughs> by putting perfume on their shoe. You gotta like rub sardine oil all over them or something like that. That'll make a tiger attack them." Um, she did say that, and she said it with a lot of confidence, as though she were speaking as an expert. Did you notice? Uh, a couple of places, a couple, not just a couple, more than, uh, she would have this very nervous laugh. Very awkward, yeah, I was about to very say the same. Awkward, very awkward, nervous, nervous laugh. laugh. I would, uh, It's just ridiculous that I would grind him up and beat him. <laughs> I couldn't even fit his hand in the meat grinder, and I'm like, Yeah. Well, how do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, weird stuff like that. You couldn't even get his hand in the meat grinder. I'm going to tell you, to me, the different, to me, she was the craziest person on the show because she didn't know. I think somewhere deep down inside, Joe Exotic knows he's crazy. Oh, yeah, Joe knows he's crazy. Yeah. And I think he knows he's crazy. Jeff Lowe knows. Jeff Lowe knows he's a sketchy douchebag. Yes. yes. He owns that. Yeah. Yeah. And they all yeah, turn it up to one. 11, and Carol just thinks everything she's doing is perfectly normal. Oh, yeah. She thinks she's Mother Teresa to big cats. Now, did you notice, let's talk about her new husband briefly. Uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, if, hey, it's time to take our wedding picture, <laughs> I'm going to put this chain around your neck. Uh-huh. That's a red and flag. And you're going to kneel down and dress. Yeah, that, that ain't happening, man. The other red flag would be, what happened to your first husband, you know? Um, <laughs> that's a red flag. Yeah, he just disappeared one day. But did you see there's a point where they're sitting on the couch watching TV? And she goes to put, and at this point in time, I hadn't put, they haven't really said that they're married. It's just uh-huh. they're hanging out. And, like, she goes to put her hand on his leg, and there is no reaction. There is no acknowledgement. He doesn't even move. His facial expression doesn't change. Uh, I can't remember if it was her putting her hand on his leg or him putting his hand on her leg. But when it happened, it, the putting the hand on the leg is one of the most normal things a couple would do if you're sitting right. there watching TV. But the uh-huh. reaction of the other person was eerie. 
Everything about that relationship was eerie. Well, this is true, too. This, this is was. True. She's uh, a strange lady, man. They reopened that investigation, though. Really? Yeah, they're well, going to... Well, I she... say reopened it. It ain't never been closed. I mean, it, so... But they, they're like that. The sheriff's department is kind of taking the opportunity while everybody's talking about it. They've put some stuff out. Said, look, uh, like this is a, probably a good time. If anybody knows anything, let us know. I mean, that's. I guess that's as close to reopening it as you're going to get. Now, I do think there were some things that the husband said. Okay, and he said he told one of his friends. I'm talking about the first husband, Don. Yeah. He said, if I pull this off, it'll be great. It'll yeah. be the greatest thing. And I'm full, I fully, if this guy just upped and moved down to Costa Rica and started a new life and got a new identity, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. No, me either. Um, if he me. just took it, what money he needed and left. But that, to me, yeah. Because he's been going down to Costa Rica, what did they say, every month? Yeah, he been spending, said he'd been spending a lot of time down there. And, you know, how crazy. And that may be what happened, you know. Um, here's the thing. If she did do it, she may have committed the perfect crime. Because how can yes. you prove it now? If she fed him, as has been rumored, and speculated, let me get that out. <laughs> if she fed him to the Tigers, you ain't ever going to prove that. No, not now. Uh, we're, there again, rumor and, rumor and speculation is that, sh that right after he disappeared, she sold a couple of Tigers. She sold a couple of tigers, even though she's a not-for-profit. She just there, I'm not saying she did. I just read that somewhere. Yes, 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 yes. Man, money will make people do crazy things. Yeah, it will, man. There was that moment when that white tiger was was born on uh, at Joe's place, and he was walking around with it, going, "That right there is five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars right there." I mean, they're very unscrupulous about the fact that they were going to sell these things. It's amazing to me that I could buy a tiger for $2,000. Yeah, when they said that, I was like, $2,000? I you mean, I'm kicking around getting one just for about a year. I'd love to have one while it was a baby. I don't know right? that you can anymore. Well, do you know there used to be a guy in Anderson that had a lion? Really? Yeah. I... You know, it's like nobody remembers this, and I know it wasn't a fever dream. I'm gonna like, tell you. It, you, no, you don't remember the guy that had the lion, and the lion got out and went in those people's back door and attacked the grandmother. She was cooking a ham. I do not. Like remember. It's, one, it's one of the reasons you can't own an exotic cat in South Carolina because that happened. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, it got it got out one day. He used to ride around in a jeep. He's a big old dude. He was like a bodybuilder. Okay. Okay. He, he rode around in a Jeep with a female lion that used to sit in the other seat and he had a big chain around her neck. Holy Toledo. Can I just yeah, say that after watching, after watching this series, I want to talk to my dad, and I don't know how much fence it would take, but wouldn't it be nice to drive down 
Liberty Highway and look to your right and where there used to be a bunch of cows, you see some lions out there grazing on, well, they wouldn't be grazing on the plain, but laying out in the field. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome, man. I mean, then every now and then you'd be like, all right, time to feed the lions, and you just send a cow in there. Yeah, just open the cow, cattle gate up and let one in. I mean, they would have so much land out there. You could put one of the entrapments near the little pond. They could play in the pond. I'm sure, I'm yeah. thinking, you know, that might be my next harebrained idea. You know, if I had the land to do it, I would probably have one for real. I mean, Mull Meadow, uh, Mull Meadow Tiger Reserve. You have to. You I mean you've already, you're already halfway to the Joe Exotic Boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, all you got to do. <laughs> all you got to do is grow a mullet. <laughs> hey, I've proven in the '80s I could do that. Right. The drugs and the men. I'm not gonna. That may be why I draw the line. <laughs> but like, yeah, you, you, your voice is pretty close match for his anyway. Oh my goodness. Especially the way you said documentary earlier. <laughs> documentary. Docker. Doc <laughs> Some documentary on the documentary. <laughs> hey, let's um, let's pause right here. We're about an hour in. I, there's so much more. We haven't even scratched the surface. We haven't talked about Joe Exotic at all. No, at no. So let you just mentioned documentary. I do want to talk about the documentary guy. So we'll start off our next episode talking about talking about that, and eventually get to Joe Exotic and Jeff Lowe and women everywhere and all that kind of stuff. But we would love to hear from you on Twitter. Uh, we had another great Twitter thread going. Uh, Carrie and I were messaging, and. Uh, we were talking about the we were doing going to do a 64 team tournament of the best movie basketball teams like actual mm-hmm. basketball team and then we it just went to where oh well what if uh, you know what if the guys from Tombstone were a basketball team and, and <laughs> right we had a great conversation about that so we're on Twitter I'm at Heath Mulliken and Mark hey, you said. You said you and Carrie had a great conversation about that. No, it, we I'm, we had a side conversation to get it all started. Oh, I got you. I and got then you. the and thread then, was amazing. Oh, it, it just took amazing. off. It was so funny. And like nobody mentioned like the the teams from Space Jam. I noticed those never got brought up. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, very good. So, where can people people want to bother you on Twitter? At the DDK show. Um, so yeah, a lot of good stuff. So we're gonna um, we're gonna hit pause. This is again, we're not gonna do like eight episodes about this, but this is one, and uh, we're getting ready to do some more. And at some point today, I'm sure what you know, WrestleMania is tonight, so probably we'll talk about that a little bit. So uh, hey, thanks for listening. If you want the the definitive podcast. Being around the bush about Tiger King, you've come to the right place. It's the well, uh, yeah. There's another one I got to find out about. What's that? I can't remember. There's a guy that's doing a podcast on it. They're going to make a TV show. They're wanting to make a mini series about this. Um, 
Well, that this guy, guy, he had his podcast out, and went, he did a huge article, which I haven't read the whole thing. And his podcast was like out, and then when the the show hit, he put his podcast behind a paywall. Oh, really? Yeah. What a jerk. So, we only but, put our yeah. behind the scenes behind a paywall. But evidently, they're gonna they they're going to use this podcast to make a mini series, and Kate McKinnon is gonna play Carol Baskin. Oh my! And she's she's hilarious, man. Yeah. Like, she's the best thing about Saturday Night Live for the past few years. Do you think she's pretty? I think, oh, yeah. I think she's very, very attractive. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. me, too. me too. Okay. I'm not that yeah. good. All right. Hey. She, she, uh, she does not share the same sentiment about us. No. No, she does not. No, she, no, no, no. She does not. So, anyway. Just, she ain't met me. This is true. The new and improved <laughs> Heath and Mark. You know, I send them I over. Know. Kramer brings yeah. them back. We may play the role of Kramer. <laughs> That's right. Um, hey, all right, cool. Let's hang up. All right, hey, for the Double Dropkick <laughs> Show, I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.